0: This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with
1: Megan Barsalia
0: and Christopher Gonzalez. We are joining you from Highway 101 in sunny California. As we return to Roanoke Park slash Sonoma County after many hours of dancing with Wine Country Line Dance in San Rafael, this caps off... A weekend, oh, fun and dance, starting in Thursday, starting on Thursday, and finishing today on Sunday. Every day of those days was full of dance, and Megan, with her stack of playlists in front of her, can tell you about all that.
1: Well, and I'll help, you know. I was like, I, hopefully you'll you'll chime in as well. Yeah. Um, With the
0: piloting as well.
1: <laughs> yes. So it started early morning, well, technically late night Wednesday when we played a song. We played a couple new songs for each other and we kind of liked them and decided we wanted to try and choreograph this weekend. Holy cow, was that just Wednesday? That was Wednesday. Wow. Yes. So it technically started Wednesday, but it technically didn't at the same time, so you know, whatever. Now... With that said, started Thursday morning with Dolly's class. I unfortunately stayed up a little bit later than I'd like to admit the night before. So I was a little bit late. Okay, a lot late. But uh, it's her beginner class on Thursdays, which they do uh, mostly solid beginner dances, some absolute beginner dances, and actually a few improver dances as well. So... It's a pretty good-sized beginner class. Uh, Afterwards, because I had stayed up so late, I had every intention after my brunch to go home and rest before we had Hot Monk at 6. But I believe your gig got canceled due to... um, An illness going around at the facility.
0: Yes, they put it on quarantine, which actually happened two weeks before as well. And the intervening week, I myself was sick. So they were sick. I was sick. They're sick again. No sick.
1: Yeah. So you were decided that once you were awake, because you were getting ready for your gig, um that you wanted to listen to one of the songs that we had played for each other and you started working on counts and you had a rough draft of a compilation of movements that you ended up sending me and I was like, like, oh, there's some of that that I really, really like, but there's some things that I would like to change. So how would you feel about meeting at uh, Hot Monk early? And so we ended up getting there early I'd say, what, like, 4.30-ish, maybe? Perhaps. Roughly about 4.30. And we played the song, and we just came up with a ton of different possibilities of counts. And for the most part, it, it was a really seamless process at first. Like, um, like I said, there, there were some count there were some movements and counts that I really, really liked of yours. So I just kind of added some of mine and then, you know, branched on some of yours and went to some of mine and then uh, you ended up we ended up liking the first counts that I did and then the couple counts that you did and then we just kind of built from there and there was other spots that would just come to us that were like, wow, we really really like this, but maybe we need to figure out how to get into it a little bit better or something along those lines. And before we knew it, before six o'clock, uh, we had our first draft.
0: One thing before we get too deep into it that I would also like to note for anyone who is trying to just kind of even get started, to even have that first draft, one of the things that I did when um, I was just listening to the song and thinking, what could work here? Because I was looking at what, uh, what are the beats per minute of this track, and what other dances have been done in that neighborhood of tempo, and what are some of my favorite parts of those dances? How would that feel with this style of music? And also, not just, you know, lifting directly from those dances, how can I change that somehow? Like, there was uh, a fan that didn't make it in, Step Fan Fan, but that was in Ghost Train to uh, Zorba's dance by LCD, as well as uh, Cowboy Rhythm, and rather than do exactly what they did in either of those dances, kind of took it into a different direction after the Step Fan Fan, we had some other stuff that, you know, we were kind of messing with, Uh, but like, it was a pastiche that first draft wasn't really ours yet either of ours because it was so much of other dances and what you what we kind of did from there is just replace the things that didn't feel like us and put in things that were like oh that's really good and that comes from nowhere but our heads
1: yeah or just what your body flows into naturally. So that's the other thing. Um, we did note that it seemed a little busy, and it certainly traveled a whole lot more than either of us really, really liked. But we also knew we weren't done with it yet, and we didn't want to lose it. So we took the time and recorded it, anyways, uh, just because we wanted to see like what chunks hit what, and you know, afterwards we were definitely on the, a little bit of, um, energy exerted side, and so we kind of just left it at that and began our hot monk night. So with that said, switching modes to hot monk, uh, one of the things that... I had done earlier in the day to hold my own self accountable because a lot of times I will choose an improver or even an intermediate dance that I want to teach and I'll find out how many beginners are there and then I'll cut it and I'll put more beginner dances in my lessons and I end up having more lessons and I really wanted to do something for my people who are pretty regular now and they're looking for a little bit more of a challenge So I posted that I was going to teach After Party by Maurice Rowe on Facebook. And that was the way that I was going to hold myself accountable. So I got a little bit nervous teaching it because, again, I saw how many beginners were there. And I was trying to convince myself not to get out of it because I knew that it's a fun dance. And when I posted on Facebook, it got rave reviews from people in Sacramento and Davis and... um, in LA area in San Diego and like other people across you know the country and so it was like everybody was raving about it and so it like it made it like my people need to know this dance it's going to benefit them and so I was working on confidently calling the steps in the movements that was how I bridged the gap into hot monk how about you
0: Zydeco Lady was what I decided to challenge everyone with and in its time maybe even to this day it would be accurate, uh, in its time it was classified as intermediate slash advanced dance and it is symmetrical the count structure makes sense a lot of those patterns are done in other dances that people know but I think what really throws people is the turns The, the turns in this dance are unusual So, while I think the class did well in learning it and dancing it to both the original songs Ida Go Lady as well as Parting on the Dance Floor by John Party, which is a faster tempo track, and they had plenty of reps, I think that for that night, one of the things we learned was that having two complex dances might have been a lot for the beginners. Our regulars might have been able to, to take on that challenge twice in a night, but for others, that might have been the hardest thing that they learned in the last couple of months.
1: Yeah, we've, we've certainly, through trial and error, learned many of things when it comes to putting on a successful line dancing night. Yes. Um, switching between genres of music, switching between difficulty levels, switching between styles of mu- of uh, tempo and, and certain things like that, as well as, like, who our regulars are, getting their requests in and making sure that, you know, we get requests from new people too. And one of the things we've certainly learned is that two different difficult teaches on the same night, to brand new difficult teaches on the same night, might be a little bit too much for most of them to digest. So, it's one thing that from now on we're going to plan a little bit better about alternating. Um, I want to bring in this new dance at difficulty level X. And, oh, well, I want to bring in this dance at difficulty level Difficulty level, why? So it'll be a little bit different.
0: Also, uh, one of the things that we've learned is that it can be frustrating for us if we teach something or attempt to teach something and nobody requests it later or wants it reinforced. So they, then we think, well, why did we? use up that slot teaching that when they're not even going to dance it beyond tonight but if we pick dances that we really believe in that we want to reinforce like you did at Sonoma State Line Dance Club with Rhythm Inside and Second Time Around and Boots like when when you decide no we will know this dance by the (laughs) end of the month I will dance this with you every week I will talk you through it every week and and you will feel confident in it by the end of the month even though this first night is shaky like those uh, if we pick those dances and follow through with them, then they will eventually get to enjoy the dances as much as we do and as much as we hope that they eventually would.
1: Yeah. I've I've certainly learned that first and foremost, you have to pick dances you like to teach. Because if you're not excited about the dance, they're not going to be excited about the dance. Um, Now, with that said, you then have to make sure it's in their difficulty level and as well as maybe just a hair outside their comfort zone to push them a little bit but you know it's like it's knowing it's knowing your students overall but also knowing like what you're willing to listen to every time because what I've noticed myself when I was first learning how to line dance, when I learned to dance, I wanted to dance that song every single night. It didn't matter. If I learned it, I liked it, I wanted to dance it. And it hasn't changed much from what I've seen being now the instructor uh, to the students. You know, they still request the same dances. And like, they're excited when we bring in new dances and those tend to get requested too like if it's something that they really really like but at the same time if we don't enforce it, they're not going to remember it and you're going to have to listen to that song on repeat a lot, you're going to have to perform those movements a lot and although at the time it might seem like a great idea to dance something and teach them something you know, you might get overwhelmed by the amount of times they request it and want to dance it to the point where you're like, seriously guys, let's find something new.
0: Also, just because something works somewhere else, Uh, for example, the song Burn It to the Ground by Nickelback, just because it's popular at some other bar and it looks like everyone's having a great time and you're tempted to say, oh, well, if they're they're enjoying it there, surely they'll like it at our establishment as well. I'll teach whatever dance to that song. That way they they can experience this as well. You really have to know your crowd because the people who are in those videos, as I've seen, are mostly... College students, maybe in their twenties, and they're putting a bunch of flair on either.
1: A huge thing I'm uh, currently learning and looking at in the idea of starting my own classes of like what is it that I specifically can offer that makes it different from everywhere else, and that means that I'm not going to be everything for everyone. So, um, so that was uh, Twin Oaks. I'm trying to think if there was any like really special moments at Twin Oaks that really stands out to me. Hot dog? Oh, sorry, Hot Monk. You are correct. Sorry, I'm. I'm already on this week. <laughs> well, you know what we
0: had back was Jeff. Jeff was on the turntables, and it definitely freed us up to start circulating the room a little more and uh, you know, meet some of the first timers, get to know their story. Uh, yes. It really, it really helps having um, you know the, the full team uh, in, in assembly.
1: Yeah, I, I, I certainly know that. Like as much as I love doing the DJ thing and the instruction thing um, it is helpful having that one more person there because then we all just kind of share the responsibilities and we all are able to socialize and we're all able to teach and we're all able to DJ so that it really really makes the night an overall experience for everybody which it's something we actually had said how we find it interesting how um one dance can be like in at the same night, which I think we referenced at Stoney's, like someone's highlight can be that they did this amazing line dance and it was, you know, one of these hard, hard dances and then the next person or the person next to them could be like you know yeah my night was made because they played one freestyle song and then somebody next to them be like yeah my night was made because i got to dance a you know a, a two-step to this song or like and it was all at one place and so it's kind of one of those things where with the three of us we're really able to try and make it an overall great experience for everybody uh, we all we each have a little bit different approach to things but for the most part, it, we blend very, very, very smoothly with each other and how the other two people operate. So I'm trying to think, like I said, if there was anything that really stood out. Um, I was happy to see a lot of our students uh, from Cl- Sonoma State Line Dance Club dancing Psycho by Guyton Mundy and Jill Babinick. That was fun. Um a couple of our students took on the challenge of learning dances on their own, and so we had the uh, Young Blood by. Carlton Thompson? It was Carlton Thompson, yeah. Um, that was done there. I really, really enjoyed how many first timers ever we had there and how excited they seemed to be when we talked to them. Uh, about just having another night that they can go out and do something fun and you know lighthearted and no pressure. Uh, let's see what else. I I tend to try and think of it the night from a business standpoint because, you know, a happy customer is a returning customer. And a an upset customer will tell ten of their friends. So it does make a difference. The, also, the idea that I've, I tried and do is, for instance, when we had two of our girls on the floor and it was just two of them dancing a dance, I was like, okay, what can get everybody back on the floor that's engaging and you know, that everybody's going to have fun and laugh about and enjoy? Uh, so I had in my back pocket Baby Shark. So I was really glad to bring that. I bring it out every once in a while. It's not a weekly thing by any means. Um, This way they don't expect it. So it was nice to see everybody on the floor. And they all seemed to be laughing and having fun and having a good time, which is ultimately the main goal of these kind of nights. So I was relieved about that. Uh, Like you said, I thought they did really, really well with handling both of our teaches of the more complicated dances. I was very, very proud of how they most of the clientele fought for each of the dances, even if it was out of their normal range of comfortability. Um, yeah, I think it was an overall really good night. So, that's Thursday night. Friday night. Stoney's meets Reno. So... I unfortunately had to work all day. And so I met you right after work at like 7.30 and we hightailed it to Stody's in Sacramento. Where a huge group of our Reno friends were also headed towards. So that was that was really cool. It was nice because we generally only get to see them maybe once a year. Uh, so I was really, really excited to see Dustin and Kaylee and just, you know, have them new, fresh take, um, cause when you have a big enough group at, at a lot of bars, at least around here, you can let the DJ know, hey, can you play this dance? I have about 10 of my friends with me who know it and then you get exposed to new things. You get uh, different dances, different styles, you get fun floor splits, and so I was really excited to see what their um, presence would do to the night, as well as just really nice catching up with them. On top of that, we got to see Keith Anderson, which is one of our friends who lives out that direction that we don't get to see nearly enough. We had a couple people from club meet us out there And there's just, you know, a bunch of different worlds colliding. I certainly enjoyed dancing a few different dances that night, which was interesting. Because when we walked in, which we'll go thoroughly through the playlist later, but when we walked in, there was a few people on the floor dancing Level Up. And that's Rebecca, is it? just Rebecca or is it? I'm not sure offhand.
0: Okay. I have to take a look at the sheet.
1: I know Rebecca Lee is one if not the only choreographer of the dance Level Up. So that was cool to see first thing in the door at, at Stoney's on a Friday night. Um, some of the ones that I enjoyed dancing was like The Bounce and uh, Damn by Rob Fowler. Like I was shocked to see that there. Um, just in general, like it was nice to be around people with like a different kind of energy like I said, because they're from a different place. Um, we got to preview a new dance by our friend Dustin called Feel the Electricity. So that was exciting. Um, they also, I think it was all of Reno was on the floor dancing backwards Bump. So that was fun. Um, it was really nice to be able to be present in the conversation between uh the owner Kevin Lutz and Dustin from Reno like it was cool to see like what they had to share and talk about and like their worlds you know coming together and you know here we are part of that conversation with them it's a really neat and fun feeling for me uh to see two people that I like so much and respect be able to maybe potentially, you know, interact and build off of each other's business kind of thing. So, do you have any thoughts on Stony's Friday night?
0: I definitely was impressed by how many people they were able to round up into that trip and you know, manage the carpool situation well enough so that there were, what, 20 or
1: how there, many? There's people. about 20 people. Yep. Um, I, I
0: liked all the overlap and I think we were able to interact with everyone that we had wanted to you know sit with for at least a little while um, without feeling like we'd left anybody out which can be tricky in those juggling kind of situations because you know a dance comes on and you get distracted and then you know, you're mid conversation with someone and then you lose them because they go outside or something and then and you don't end up getting back to them and then you have your own people that you came with it's it's a lot to um, to navigate around, and I, I I feel like we had a really good night that night, uh, just being able to see all these people that we um, had hoped to see and look forward to seeing. Yeah. yeah.
1: I yeah. Again, like I just I was really nice seeing. Dustin and Kaylee, who, again, we don't normally get to see, but maybe once a year. So I think it was like maybe August the last time we saw them. Was it Kaylee or Kylie? Oh, I could be butchering her name.
0: I want to say Kylie Gray, but I'm going to have to look that up.
1: Yeah, I, I could very well be butchering her name.
0: We live in an era where we, I just like visualize what the name looks like in Blueprint
1: on Facebook. That's how I function. Yeah, and unfortunately in a bar Sometimes it's really hard to hear the proper pronunciation True And so. there might be
0: a Kaylee who isn't Kylie We might be thinking of completely different people
1: Yeah, exactly So there's that too So, But it was really nice to see them out And dance with them And share the floor and share the experience And it's kind of fun because it's a two hour drive for us And it's a two hour drive for them So it really is in the middle so we uh, talked to Dustin about the Wine Country Line Dance Workshop that's coming up in March with Amy and Darren and told him I'd get him more information on that once I had it because he should definitely get another group of people to come out and experience that because it'll be a nice segue for them to also want to go to Vegas and get you know people hooked on line dancing big picture because Dustin is really good about bringing in um all of these different kind of dances from all over you know he, I mean he taught what Chunky he's taught uh, Chase That Dollar Funk and Feel It uh he's taught MGNO I'm, thinking, I'm pretty sure he did Groovy Love and then he has like all of the you know the fun bar ones that they do down in LA. There's a couple that he brought up.
0: For some reason they seem to like case for Kicks Baby DNC with me and my Uber driver. But, I mean, there's no accounting for taste.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Can't Walk Away. I was con- conveniently not mentioning those. Yeah. But, yes. Um, so they like all kinds of music and dances, which is really cool to see them grow as quickly as they have in the last like year and a half two years that they're dancing some circuit dances that you know we haven't even learned yet so that's fun i
0: like i like the idea that like if we go there there's like this it's almost like when you picture the playlist like a living room some of these dances make it feel like a like a cozy recliner. Like, I can get into this. This is comfortable for me. Yeah. And I, I like to think that we're able to provide something like that in our area or our state as well. Yes, exactly. So I'm looking forward to learning a, as, um, as Dustin puts out more dances, uh, one of which is Hooked, one of which is Feel the Electricity. Um, I hope that we are able to create more of a nest for him in the way that they have with the, the dances that I just mentioned for us. Yeah, exactly. they've been very supportive of us over there. Yeah. Very well. um,
1: I know that he also liked, and I do not recall the uh, choreographer's name at the time, he liked the version of Gun Control. Oh, yes, by Laurie Schleckway Burkhardt, I believe. Is yeah, the so, he really liked that one, so he wants to like try and take that one back. Which, that's one of the things, Like, as a choreographer, as an instructor, I really enjoy going to different venues because you do get that exposure of new dances that you want to bring back and teach. Because they look fun, they, they hit well, they have the sound, they have a movement or something that you're like, no, my people would like this. And I really enjoy that. And it's like, it's nice to see that other people have that kind of same thing where it's like, yeah, no, I want, I want to bring that one back. So that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, we got home rather late that night. Mm. I do know that. It's a very That's long me. drive home. Um, and then the next day. We had originally planned to go see a movie in Sacramento, but we discovered that the movie played the day before. So,
0: And also, we are not lying when we, when we say we don't have hobbies outside line dance. We, we were going to see this movie because it's one that we knew from 1993, back before Line Dance, when we did have hobbies.
1: <laughs> right? Because we're both kind of Jurassic Park fans. Yep. So there's that. Um, so with that said, that was actually going to happen after a workshop slash seminar that we decided we wanted to attend mm-hmm. that happened on campus at Sonoma State University. And... The actual... um, The workshop was not line dance specific. But we were able to take it and obviously relate it to line dance somehow. Because everything's line dance. Because everything's line dance. It was a workshop seminar on uh, making a living In theater arts, and it talks about like the realistic expectations of what kind of wage you can expect as a personnel in theater arts.
0: And uh, if anyone wants to Google it, it is a a Facebook event, so you can get the contact information of the host. It's uh, making a living in making a living in musicals.
1: Yes, Um, and they talked, like I said, they talked about like realistic expectations of uh, wages that you could you know, earn. Mm -hmm. The other thing that they did was they talked about instead of having survivor jobs. So what most people think of as when you're an artist. Oh, so you're also a waiter. You know, that's generally the Mm go-to it's learning a craft or taking one of your hobbies that you're already into and figuring out how to apply it to the field you want. So, for instance, in this particular instance, they were talking about, um, you know, becoming a vocal instructor or they were talking about becoming a photographer so you could do headshots and whatnot. So, naturally, you and I started looking at it like, okay, so becoming a dance teacher is kind of one of the givens. Becoming a DJ is another thing, you know. We also started looking at, like, stuff like, web design or graphic design because you know people need websites and people need to have shirts and merchandise made and flyers made for their events and being an event director is another idea like okay so how can I help the event director well if I do event management as my career when I'm not teaching dance or traveling all over dance I could then assist to put on you know, something to help people and, you know, whatnot. So it's like really looking at what it is that you already enjoy doing and keeping it in your field that you want to do. One of the reasons why they were talking about this is one, you're in contact with these people, then you have networking, you have that kind of demand for whatever service you have. The other thing is, the surviving jobs can like really actually hinder you more than you realize and it can make you like, you know, have to suffer through late night working and you know, if you're on your feet for 12 hours and you have to go dance or something like that, chances are you're going to be exhausted and you're not going to want to dance or you're not going to dance at like your fullest potential and whatnot. So it's really consider that kind of situation. They had a really really neat exercise which I figure I'd let you kind of describe a little bit more about auditions and like embodiment of different characters and objectives which I definitely found interesting and we talked about it afterwards but if you want to describe it a little bit maybe
0: sure so they they would have somebody sing for a bit and you know do whatever they had prepared to come in with and if it's obvious what they are trying to emote or what story they're trying to tell, then great. But often it is not obvious. So they would open... The, the person who is, who is conducting this exercise would ask what it was that they, they uh, were trying to communicate through that song. Like, who are they speaking to? Why are they saying these words? And hopefully the person doing the singing had a story for them and, and knew what they were trying to do. Otherwise, they'd just be standing there with their hands in their pockets like, oh, I don't know, I saw it on YouTube so I figured I should do it that way. And they, they were very encouraging of people coming up with their own interpretation as opposed to just seeing something and trying to do it that way. This helped people break out of you know something that they had practiced a million times and really start thinking why am I singing this? Like, who is this for? So they would say, uh, you know, try it like this, and maybe maybe, maybe think about uh, doing it in this way, and then you know they, they would they would do it that way, and they say, okay, now let's look at the totally opposite end of the spectrum. What if it were like this? How would that change your choices? Because it's still, of course, all up to the actor themself, uh, themselves themselves. To make the choices that are most appropriate for that objective. So the director, you know, I guess the the exercise leader would would give them a starting point, but then let them play and run with it beyond there. And we started thinking about that in line dance terms, like what if we did lonely drum or whatever, Mama Maria, from a perspective of you're sneaking down a dark alley and you're you're like like in We Are Tonight, the quiet part of We Are Tonight. That part feels like you're getting quiet. And then, okay, what if we were doing the same exact dance, same steps, but we're leading a parade. Now Mama Maria is like a march. And what if you're doing it like you're seducing somebody? Now you're kind of walking the catwalk. And it's all walk, 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 kick. How many times have we seen that in dances? Just having a different thought about the story you're trying to tell can change how you dance it and give you a a new experience and more
1: fun. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was certainly a, how can I take this and put this in a exercise or a workshop kind of style thing that I can bring to line dancers? Because one of the things that they had mentioned too, is that, you know, a lot of times people who want to do theater arts, i.e. musicals will go into an audition and be a copied version of what they saw on the the video or what they heard on the cd or and they don't really make it their own and so having the exercises where you change it is to like what's your motivation kind of thing like you were saying really allows the idea of like okay so what After I've experienced all these emotions, what is my emotion? What is the one that resonated the most with me? And I thought that it was a really interesting way to maybe potentially have dancers connect more with the dances and the songs. As well as I thought about it from a choreographer's perspective in the sense of like, okay, what is it about this track that is connecting to me? Like, what is it that I am just inspired to share with the world? What story do I feel like I need to tell through this track? Like, what is it? I mean, like, did I just go through a breakup? You know, am I celebrating because I just got a promotion? I mean, like, what is it that is about this song that's so catching to me and moving that I might then be able to pick steps to tell that story?
0: Yeah, and... I know that I have I have been guilty of this in the past. Uh, there there can be a feeling of when doing flair, almost like copying someone's bit. It's like how everyone, you know, in stand up, for example, um, who does their own material just seems like they're telling real stories about their life. You don't really see comedy cover bands, so to speak. <laughs> Not as much. Because if they're just doing someone else's bit, you don't feel the authenticity. And the ones that stand out for me as ones that I have, you know, I guess, I don't want to say lifted from, <laughs> but, uh, but kind of reenacted when I was first learning those dances were Poetry in Motion, when I saw Rachel do it at Windy City in 2016. And the Beast, after I saw the you know, big, famous viral video of the, the four dancers at the Crystal Boot Awards in, I want to say, 2015, as well as the older video of the young folks in Europe in, at the Scandinavian event, um, both of which have been you know, viewed many times and have feature all kinds of interesting flair and, um, and variations, uh, embellishments. Those are the kinds of things that can sell a dance for a person. So I saw those and I thought, wow, cool! I want to first learn the dance and then see how it feels to do all the cool stuff they added onto it. Well, okay. So now I've done all the cool stuff they added onto it, and now it doesn't feel like as like a variation as much as as much as like acting out the dance, acting out somebody else doing the dance. After you reach that point, then you're you're more comfortable saying like, okay, what else can what else can we do here? How can I? How can I do this in a different way? Because the way that I was playing with it before now doesn't feel like play as much as do the dance this way every time during these eight counts. That's that that's less uh spontaneous. I like to surprise myself sometimes. Right. And um uh, and you know, we've seen, we've been at events where you can identify when somebody's doing like, oh hey, that's the bit from Swingin' Rs that we've seen before on this video. And you become more aware of it yourself, and if it feels good to do it, then do it. If it comes naturally every time, then you know, don't stop. But I know for me, I know when I'm just copying flair and when I'm feeling the music.
1: Yeah, there's, and I'm definitely one who's been more aware of it. I don't want to say acutely aware because that's not that's not right because mm-hmm. um, it's not that extreme. But I've been more aware of when. I have done the same movement a bunch of times at the same exact moment Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden other people are doing the same thing. And it's like, wait a minute. There is no way you just thought of that movement yourself. You don't play with dances. Mm -hmm. So why are you, like, perfect example for me um, is during a little Southern girl by Darren Bailey. There's a pot, a part where she's, where the lyric says they get a little hay in their in her hair. Mm-hmm. And I do that every time. I always play with my hair at that moment. Well, I saw like just the other night, like three different people playing with their hair that have always danced this dance with me. All of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. Oh, I need to figure out something else. I need to figure out something else. Or like for instance, um, 1159, there's certain things that I've played with that other people have now uh, you know embodied or even certain dances that I didn't even think I was I was doing anything all the time that I need to change where it's now like, it's become part of the choreography as opposed to a variation mm-hmm. for me. And I noticed that and it's like part of the reason why people love watching, someone like Rachel dance is because it doesn't seem like it's part of the choreography it seems like it's something that she's just playing with at that moment because that's what sparked her inspiration and although there might be one or two things if you've seen enough of the same dance of hers that are similar there's still a little bit of a variation in there here and there um And so it's it's inspiring to be like, okay, what can I do to this song to break it up? Where do I hear the the lyrics? And honest truth, my favorite times of playing with dances is more often than not when I'm trying to remember the steps. Because it's like, oh, well, okay. And then I'll be like, wait, what did I just do there? That was a lot of fun, you know?
0: That reminds me of one of the other exercises they did where they said that it can can be very... um, compelling to watch a character discovering something for the first time on stage or appearing to like they're not just waiting for their lines that they can jump in and say it they're thinking of it and then they say it and one of the exercises they had somebody do when she was originally just standing there singing and then there would be a pause where she wouldn't say anything and then she would go back to singing and then it would be instrumental They had her walk around the room and pick up imaginary pebbles at her own pace, wherever she found them, uh, on on the imaginary seashore or whatever, Um, and those pebbles would represent the things that she was trying to say. So she would be discovering this new thing and then saying a new thing, and it added so much. And that sounds like what you're saying, where... When you're trying to figure out the steps, it's like you're discovering the step for the first time. And Rachel very much looks like she's in the present and coming up with things. Well, and I've asked her before in, in the po- line Dance podcast interview, how do you come up with the stuff? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like She's seeing all of this or, or feeling it for the first time based on what she had for, for dinner that night. Right. Or what she was doing on the left side of her body versus the right You know, all weekend. And um you know that will change it every time. It's like how they say you can never step in the same river twice because it changes every time.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: The other uh the other exercise that they they did that I liked was where you they were saying, Okay, so your character starts out with this objective, this motivation, and then halfway through, like, hmm, they're they're discovering this other motivation. So um, they would have you do it the first way. They would have it do it 100% the second way, and then coming back to um, you know the 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 dual version, you would feel each of those more strongly and communicate it more strongly. And I think that is one of the things that can really help with doing variations um, in in storytelling uh, perspective. Is like yes, sometimes it can feel really cool to turn that vine into a rolling vine. But is that always being communicated at that point in the lyrics or in the music? Maybe, maybe sometimes it is just a vine. And then you don't abuse the rolling vine. You can really lay that thing on when it feels the biggest and when you need to roll it. When you can't just keep it standard. And by trying it out in different ways, by doing it all flat one time through and then all explosive the other time through, you can say, it didn't really feel good to do this part explosive when I was doing it all that way. So you can start to learn the nuances of tracks and tell the story for each point in the song Uh, and, and, and your body will go with that in the way that seems most appropriate or most expressive.
1: Yeah, I do know as an instructor, one of the things most of... most of the time I hear from students is that they are unable to really listen to the song until they've gone through the dance like 20 times. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense, um, you know, because you are focused on getting things right. And especially if it's one of those that's outside of your comfort zone for difficulty level or style then it's something you're not really used to so you're really focusing but it's also one of the reasons why I love playing the playlists in my car just randomly driving so that I can hear the songs too not just dance them so that then later when I go back to them I may have heard something new for the first time because I was driving all I could do was listen so
0: any um, thoughts on uh, on the second night of Stoney's before we yes. get into playlists I was in I was 15 minutes?
1: Yes, I was about to uh, bring us to there. Um, so we went to Stoney's again Saturday night. Mm. Um, this time it was because apparently a bunch of our Sonoma County per- peoples were going to make the trip. And they did indeed make the trip. Um, a few of them, however, the main reasons why we were going to go unfortunately were unable to make it but it was still a nice fun night um I got to see my cousin and one of my friends that I haven't seen in a while so that was nice um as well as another girl that I used to be on a dance team with so that was fun it was interesting to see the combination of people Mm -hmm. there as well it was another worlds colliding um I'm not gonna lie the playlist is pretty similar Um, There are definitely a few different differences between the two nights of Mm Stonies, but um, there's a lot of overlap as well. Uh, I thought they did a good job of giving a different taste Mm -hmm. each night. Um, Other than that, I mean, we left pretty early that night because we were all a little tired. (laughs) Uh, Then we had today, which was the Wine Country Line Dance January Social, Mm -hmm. which... Um, always a lot of fun for me I always enjoy it start off with a couple teaches then we go hour-long sets with a list that's pre-made um, each month it changes but and then there's a spot for requests afterwards and there is always a chunk or two during the day that both you and I don't know or It's one that, like, we've danced recently enough that we're like, eh, we could sit it out if there's something else we need to do. And one of the things we wanted to do was work on our dance. So, long story short, we have a really, really, really good draft that we're really excited about at the moment. So, we'll see how we feel about that in a couple days. Mm -hmm. But I think that pretty much sums up the ultimate weekend. now we're going to just highlight it with the dances that were played.
0: Okie dokie, here we go For those of you who like to write these down Get your pens and paper ready And I will speak articulately Or as much so as I can We are going to start with Hot Monk Tavern Nevada, 10th of January 2019 And we had <clears throat> Groovy love Ain't too cool A little bit lit Hold my beer while I kiss your girlfriend Little southern girl I love a rainy night Lonely drum We did a lesson of Zydeco lady. Whiskey Bridges, we did a lesson of After Party, then a lesson of The Electric Slide, the song Super Love, lesson of Cupid Shuffle, K is for Kicks, quick lesson of Dim Jeans, Bullfrog on a Log, Tush Push, Love You More, Sweet Caroline, Slappin' Leather, Moves Like Jagger, Four on the Floor, Gun Control, lesson of Copperhead Road, MIB, The Wolf, Young Blood, Baby Shark, My Uber Driver. Watermelon Crawl, The Outlaw, Back on Texas Time, American Kids, Tropicana Parking Lot to the song Little Bird, Flying Eight, Can't Walk Away, Alley Cat, Psycho to the song Sweet But Psycho, Ain't Too Cool, Groovy Love, both of which were played earlier. That is not a typo. That was about 9.35 p.m. Going Ham, Baby DNCE With Me, Cruisin', Cowboy Cha Cha, Slash, Champagne Promise, we did that in the middle, to the song Neon Moon. Boots, Aces and Eights, Off the Chain, Dr. Doctor, doctor, Girl with the Fishing Rod, Lay Low, Asking Questions, Zydeco Lady, and we did it to Heartache on the Dance Floor that time. Mm-hmm. Back in Your Heart, All Shook Up, Mr. Put It Down AB, Shoop, S-X-E, After Party to the Song House Party, Bobby with an I, Back It Up, Domino, Rhythm Inside, Second Time Around, AM to PM, Demdago. De And that ended the night at 11.13 p.m.
1: Man, that was a good night.
0: Yeah. You can (laughs) can really hear where it transfers over to, like, Line Dance Club toward the end. Yeah. And also, I just noticed that with Dem de Go, that is another one of the dances that crosses over through places. Because we did it at Stoney's and then again at Wine Country Line Dance, just as we did Lay Low at all three locations.
1: Yeah, we did Lay Low at all three locations, Dem de Go at all three locations. And I feel like there was something else... But there was quite a bit of overlap too. Hmm.
0: It may jump out at us. Yeah. Stony's Rock and Rodeo Night the First on eleven January twenty eighteen. This I will supplement with a list that our friend Keith Anderson sent because he got there before us. Lesson down to the honky tonk. Lesson cowgirls twist. Imelda's way dizzy. Down to the honky tonk. This at seven fifty six p.m. There was Shotgun Jenny, then country walkin' cowgirls twist. The Cowboy, 5150, Cupid Shuffle, Someone Else, that's Cat Boehner's Dance, Lonely Drum, Tush Push, The Wolf, God Blessed Texas, Barroom Romeo, Down to the Honky Tonk, River City Cha Cha, Drifter, Hawaiian Hustle, Outlaw, Cowgirls Twist, parentheses, yes again, <laughs> Electric Slide, Two Step, and that was not Two Step the line dance, but Two Step just you know, the partner freestyle dance, uh, Uma Thurman, MIB and Leather Alley Cat Want to say that next one for me? Damn Thank you By Rob Fowler um, <laughs> Undo Slash 13MWZ Dance Like Yo Daddy Cowboy Cha Cha Horseshoe Green Fairy Mr. Put It Down Smooth Funk Boomerang Level Up And this is where my list begins Honky Tonk Twist Well it was just a swing dance And then we decided to do Honky Tonk Twist Yes we did By Max Perry And the song I believe Was Great Balls of Fire Booty shaken, Redneck Angel slash Something Bad, Backwood Bump, oh, and Something Bad was the one that they did in Reno. The Reno people were doing it in the front corner. Backwood Bump, Lonely Drum, Can't Stop Us by Elliot Mar. Four on the Floor, Watermelon Crawl, A Slow Song, Ain't Too Cool, Wobble, We Are Tonight, Stomp Like What?, Electric Slide, Dem de go, which I was very surprised by. But somebody requested it. And yeah,
1: didn't. somebody... Uh, so her name is... <laughs> ironically, Kaylee. And maybe that's why yeah, I think so. the that was, name is yeah. in... Because I, I, I made a point to remember her name. Because mm-hmm. she came up to me very, very excited and said, We met in Vegas. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And so I gave her a hug. And I was like, Remind me of your name again. She said, Kaylee. And I said, Okay, I will do everything I can to remember that. And... Um, she asked me what dances I knew. And I said, let's start this differently. What dances did you learn in Vegas? Because I know a lot of them. And she mentioned Dem De Go. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, Chris and I love that one. So she's, oh, I'm so excited. Let me go request it right now. So that's how that happened.
0: Nice. All right, after Dem De Go, which probably surprised many people uh, at Stoney's for their night of country line dancing, um, we had Cotton Eye Joe, New Thang, Chill Factor, Body Language, the Wolf, The Bounce, River, um, river City Cha Cha, Drifter, Timber. That was at eleven nineteen p.m. Slingin' Mud, Tush Push to the classic song Fire, The Fireman, Fake ID, which we actually did because we were doing it with uh, our Reno people. Copperhead Road at eleven thirty three p.m. Another slow song, Ten Step to the song uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia, Barroom Romeo, Flying Eight. M-G-M-O, MGNO, The Outlaw, Fireball by Will Craig, Freestyle, which as we mentioned probably made a lot of people's night, they were really getting into it, Sugar Honey IT, Gun Control, Fission, Flatliner, well they played the song Flatliner and I think some of the Reno people did something to Flatliner but it was technically a swing, uh, Power Jam to the song either I Don't Care or I Love It, I'm not sure, it's Iconopop. I love it pushed your stuff down the stairs Uh, Chunky that was all Reno Cleveland Boys Gimme Gimme Power Mix Cupid Shuffle damn thank you Boots Strokin Wakey Wakey Wobble at 1258 AM Four on the Floor Cruisin Dizzy God Blessed Texas Feel the Electricity Fat Sally Lee River City Cha Cha to the song Beat of the Music and dancing while intoxicated, which was around the time we left, it says at 1:27 a.m. Second night of Stonies, there are some differences. They they had the 21 and over crowd, which means people who've you know probably been dancing a little bit longer. When you when you're looking at the specifics specifics of Stonies, so we get some classics in this one. Cowboy, cha-cha, blow me a kiss. I kissed a girl. Oh, that's cute. Blow me a kiss, and then I kissed a girl. Uh, I guess there's a dance I kissed a girl that I didn't know about. Uh, Chill Factor Eyes For You That is Joe Thompson's And yes it was To the original song Uh, Two Step Just two stepping Around the outside Groovy Love I Got A Woman Going Ham Slapping Leather All Shook Up River City Cha Cha To Roller Coaster Drifter Five Second Cha Booty shaken, Boots Cupid Shuffle Waltz Across Texas And was that the one Where we were doing Wonderland Waltz on the side It was Sweet Slow Dance, Powerade. Ooh, ah, by Sal Gonzalez, I believe. We Are Tonight, Tush Push, The Outlaw, Two Step, Hillbillies in the Hay. I want to say, it's a Robert Royston. I do not recall offhand. We never looked up, level up. Oh, well. People have Google. Lay low, Watermelon Crawl, Eye Candy by Gerard Murphy. Better When I'm Dancing is what was called, as it turns out. The people who requested Better When I'm Dancing the song just ended up doing Powerade again. And then I believe on the side they were doing Crush. Was that was that what you saw? I saw a, um, They went out to the left and left and step turn. I'm pretty sure that was Crush. Uh, I would have to see it again, but I think that's what it was. Boomerang, Wobble, Cowboy, Chey Drifter to the song Flatliner, Lonely Drum, New Thang, MIB to the song Rodeo, Cruisin', Or was it no vacancy? It was both. We did it on the side. X's and O's. We did in the middle, which was Rick and Jono's. And on the outside, they did the partner dance, sidekick. Slow dance, two-step, power mix, sugar, honey, I.T., the wolf. Copperhead Road, Cotton Eye Joe, can't walk away, but we were doing can't walk away. Everyone on the outside was doing river, city, cha, cha. Horseshoe, Tropicana Parking Lot, to the song Heads, Carolina, Tails, California. God Blessed, Texas, Larger Than Life. Black Ick 3, which is how you'd find it on Copper Knob, we pronounce it Black Ice. Mbop, and on the side we were doing Dance With Me by Haley Quirk, who is now, I believe, Haley Phipps. Got married at some point. Ain't Too Cool, Two Step, Alley Cat, Walkin' Wazzy. And then, Birthday Shots, which they did around the time we left 11.46pm Wine Country Line Dance Playlist This does not include requests but I will read those after reading the formal playlist We have Brick by Brick uh, Back in Your Heart Mama Maria, I Close My Eyes Bullfrog on a Log Girl Crush, Rocket to the Sun Groovy Love, The Way I Am, Cold Feet And then there was a review and teach uh, a review and dance of teach number one and dance requests Set number two, group photo Oh Me, Oh My, Oh Fresh, Lay Low, Champagne Promise, The Bounce, Get It Right Sweet Caroline, Girl with the Fishing Rod, Review and Dance of Teach Number Two And Dance Requests Raffle Jesse, Diggin', Second Time Around, My Rules, Back in Town, Uphill Battle, X's and O's They actually did that as a request, they crossed it off in the main playlist uh, Bardo Blues, Secrets We Keep, Silent Storm Dance requests and review and dance of Teach number three. Four leaf clover, watch the tempo, make ya move. Electric church, globe trotten, dem de go. She used to be mine, whatever it takes, muddy waters, colours, consequences, and change your mind. Did you figure out which one it was, other than Lay and Dem No. Nope. <gasps> the bounce. The bounce. The bounce. We did Although that at Stonies and Wine.
1: Yeah, Country. but we didn't do it at Hamak.
0: Uh, Indeed, we did not. Well, we are at about one hour. That is our weekend. We do have some requests that were played, and I'll just kind of blast through them. If people want to uh, move on to whatever else that they would like to do with their day, now is a, an okay time because we are overtime. Let's take a look at these requests. We had uh, X's and O's, which was played. Uh, Vanatek Cha, the queen. My rules was on the playlist. We had Stitches. Uh, Blackpool by the Sea was played. And uh, Take Me to the River, Ice for You. And a lot was not played toward the end of the list, but that's okay. We had We had a great time. I think the last dance, technically other than our demo, was healing hands. Yeah, it was
1: healing hands.
0: Okie doke. Well, thank you very much for tuning in yet again to Lion Dance Podcast with
1: Megan Barcelona
0: and Christopher Gonzalez. Until next time, we
1: will see you you on on the the dance dance floor. floor.